The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. What's happening this week on your favorite soap opera? It's time to talk about all the daytime drama on Soap Central Live with Dan J. Kroll. Get ready for the latest soap news, scoops, and recaps. Now, here's Dan. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Soap Central Live. I'm your host, Dan Kroll, and this week I'm giving all of you out there the opportunity to reach out and touch me. Uh, well, figuratively, at least. Uh, that's right, it's been about two months since we've done a fan call-in show, and I wanted to once again open up the lines to all of you out there. Truth be told, I've actually missed talking with you. So if you have a chance and you have a question for me or you want to discuss a storyline or maybe you want to share a lesson you've learned from the soaps, head over to your phone and dial in to 866-472-5788. It is a toll-free number, so there will be none of those icky long-distance fees involved in calling in. And, of course, speaking of lessons learned, later in the show, author Hillary Fields is going to be dropping by to talk about the 11 lessons in love she's learned from watching the soaps. And you thought that soaps weren't educational. Well, while I'm waiting for your calls to queue up, and I see there are a couple of people already on the line, let me quick give you a preview of one of the upcoming shows. On June 25th, Soap Central Live is going Las Vegas. That's right, in honor of the daytime Emmys heading to Sin City, all of my guests will be dressed as Las Vegas showgirls, and I'll be contorting myself like a Cirque du Soleil show. Well, that's the plan, anyway. Uh, Michael Fairman, who you may remember was a guest on the show back in March, well, he's coming back, and we're going to discuss some of his Emmy predictions. We'll dish who we think will win and whether or not some of the nominees selected episodes that may not have been indicative of their best work. And then Jim Romanovich, the producer of the Daytime Emmys telecast, We'll be giving us a little sneak peek at what we can expect from the Emmy telecast. That's all on tap in two weeks on Friday, June 25th. You definitely won't want to miss it. Well, we have a couple of callers that are already set to go, so let's get to the phone lines and head down to Florida first for Jeffrey. Jeffrey, welcome to Soap Central Live. Thank you, Dan. How are you? How are you? Well, and you? Um, actually, I'm, I'm pretty good. So what's on your mind today in the world of soaps? I think the most important thing for me right now is how can a show like As the World Turns, which has the best executive producer, the best head writer, and the best cast, be canceled? It just boggles my mind. You know, I'm a huge One Life to Live fan, and... Uh, to be so supportive of their biggest time slot competitor as the world turns is, you know, a mm-hmm. big um, thing to admit to the world. But the <laughs> fact is, as the world turns is so well done right now, and how it can be canceled is just beyond me. And um, to be led by a cast with actresses like Mara West 
Mm-hmm. It's just an Emmy nominee again, and an Emmy winner, yeah. of course. Totally, you know, it just um, every scene that she is in, I just have to watch over and over. It's just it's it's so mesmerizing, and you know, and the writing is so good on that show, and it makes total sense that One Life to Live would acquire. Passanate mm-hmm. afterward. But well, how long have you been time, watching As the World it, Turns, it, Jeffrey? I don't know. You know, I, I'm, I'm boggled. How so. long have you been watching As the World Turns? Oh, since you know the the womb. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay, that's a long time. Uh, not to imply that you're old, but that's a that's a good good length of time. There you go. Yeah. Well, not at the same time. You know, like I said. One Life to Live is my favorite show historically. And yet, you know, you have this show that's opposite it in its time slot, and it's so well done. And you can't ignore that. And it has such a great cast. It has such a great production team. It has such a great writing team. Leah Lehman, who Mm -hmm. is, you know, one of the Mm -hmm. under dogs of well, writers. Jeffrey, let me get your opinion on let me get your opinion on one particular episode uh, sure. since uh, as the world turns was not nominated for outstanding drama series but they did get an outstanding writing team yeah. uh, nomination and it was for an episode where uh, Janet walked in on her daughter Liberty uh, about to undergo an abortion and I thought from watching the clip I thought that it was it was well done. It wasn't preachy, uh, and it yeah. was extremely emotional. I'm wondering if you remember that episode and what your thoughts Dude. were sort of looking back at it. I do remember that episode. I think it was one of the strongest episodes of the year. You know, I mean, As the World Turns has had so many great episodes since then, before then, after then, and um, that's not the strongest it could have proposed to the Emmy board. Um, I think um, anything with um, the whole rehab or pre-rehab um, scenes with Mara West mm-hmm. would have been great. Um, you know, um, I, I think the actress who plays Janet is just phenomenal and, and you know, really brings a lot well. to the table. But um, at the same time, I, you know, I didn't think that that was really... Um, I, I, in a way, it kind of felt cliched the way they played that out. So I, I didn't think that was strong. But um, the show itself has been very, very good in the last year. And um, it, it seems to be getting stronger as it nears its finale. And, that, unfortunately, uh, maybe that's I guess. the way to go. But yeah. um, I, I'm, you know, even the, the whole Lisa um, reproduction mm-hmm. era, you know, when they did the whole thing to... Um, commemorate Lisa's 50th anniversary with the show. It was beautifully well done and um, surprising how accurate they were in reproducing the 50s and 60s and whatever. But, um, yeah, it's it's well, such a great show, and it deserves to keep on going. And we're it's too definitely, bad I think there's a lot of people who are going to miss it, Jeffrey. And fortunately, we have a couple more months left to enjoy it, and... I want to thank you for calling. There are, apparently the lines are going crazy. You must have thank hit a nerve, so I'm sure there are other As the World Turns fans who want to call in. But let me thank you for calling well, in, Jeffrey, and hopefully you'll uh, call back in again. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. Take care.
we are going to head up the East Coast. We just stopped in Florida with Jeffrey. Now we're moving up to Massachusetts for, I believe it's Brian on the line. Hi, Dan. Oh, well, hello there. How are you? Hi, Dan. How are you? This is the first chance I've gotten to talk to you since you went to the new show. So you're doing very well, and congrats, and it's going well. Thank you so much. So um, I echo the sentiments of the previous caller about as the world turns. And my, the only thing I would simply add to it is I wish P&G or Telenex or whatever's going on would finally drop the ball and just say either they found a new home and they haven't found a new home, it's over, it's done. So that I still feel like we're hanging on a thread about it. But that being said, I've been dying to talk to you about the cancellation of SoapNet. All right, let's and, let's talk about it. What was your first reaction when you first heard that SoapNet was going to be going off the air in I don't know. And the reason I don't I have a my I have a strong opinion to go either way, but my first question that I would like to ask, my inclination, my inclination is to say that it's a good thing. Okay. But I would first have to ask a question. Sure. It's how does the soaps go? Do the ratings count for the, say, let's take One Life to Live, for example, just One Life to Live. Okay. Do the ratings count for the 2 p.m. airing or the, say, 9 p.m. airing? What would keep it on the air? Or is it a completely separate? It is. It's completely separate. The numbers that you see for the ratings that are given out for the daytime soaps are only for their original daytime airing, and there are also some ratings that include, they're called uh, same-day which means uh, they're also included for, I think, the next 24 hours for people who are Nielsen families but watch it on, like, a TiVo product or a DVR. They do not include any online viewings, and they do not include the SoapNet viewings. The SoapNet viewings are entirely uh, of and to themselves. So when they say that, you know, a million people are watching, that would just be on SoapNet. But the numbers that you see, like the 1.7 rating, that One Life to Live currently has, that's just for its Monday through Friday daytime airing at you know, 2 p.m. or whatever the local time is. Okay, that being said, I would say it's a good thing. You know, I'm inclined to agree with you. I think that, you know, certainly when soap fans are already on edge, uh, you know, as the world turns fans who know that yeah. their show is probably coming to an end, you have One Life to Live fans who have heard from other sources that you know, their show was going to be ending, yeah. Anytime you have bad news, it's going to be scary when you see something like this. But it, it hits a nerve. It hits a nerve. But I think that you know you're right. If you're now, if you're now telling people, hey, you listen, you need to either watch the show online or watch it when it airs. You know, TiVo it then. Yeah. It sort of does become redundant. If I'm someone who has a DVR and I record the show at it airs here at two o'clock in the east, it doesn't matter. If SoapNet shows it at you know nine o'clock at night, if I'm going to yeah. watch One Life to Live when I go to bed at two in the morning, or exactly. if I'm going to watch it over dinner at eight o'clock, uh, I mean there was a I think there was a, a a natural sort of lazy convenience to it, you know. Oh, I can grab it at nine o'clock. Oh, I know it's on it again at two o'clock or whatever. I mean, this time you might have to be a little more diligent about setting your DVR. But <laughs> one thing I I mean I've noticed that's annoyed me lately is ever so, not annoyed me but ever since all my children went HD and general hospital goes HD but 
to throw in a little. Di- I just don't do General Hospital. It's like a variety show. I have to just take out the sketch that I like, enjoy it. I the whole show. I just but okay. Ever since things went HD, I don't get HD on SoapNet, and I want my HD. Oh well, SoapNet isn't an HD channel. That's so right. So my D- so I would it. prefer to watch the DVR HD. Absolutely. As opposed to the so all said, I re, I don't think it's a bad thing. When SoapNet first came on, I enjoyed it because they had the the nighttime knots landing and yes. Falcon Crest, and I thought and that was great. And then it was nice to have your like night. But it seemed to have just lost its its core. It started getting into some reality, like the History Channel. They have shows on that that are right. what the heck does it have to do with history? Well, I think a lot of people don't understand that in terms of these shows, uh, these channels that have old shows, even something like a, a Nick at Night or a TV yeah. Land, you know, they have to pay a licensing fee to air the old shows. And yeah. supposedly, advertisers aren't too willing to spend money for old shows uh, yeah. other and than so you know, some of the, the big to-dos, like a Seinfeld and, and, and King of yeah. Queens and things like that. So, so good, to their credit, did stick to, their, to that format for as long as I, is, it seemed. I mean, they did want Knott's Landing two or three times through, and of course now 90210, much of it is out on, you know, DVD and different things. And so I think I think the SoapNet is a good thing. I never really, once they started it, it seemed like ABC just lost, and I hope they just go back to their well, regular core you, of shows. Let me ask you a quick question, because we're coming up here on, the, on our break. Are you someone who, if for some reason your DVR wouldn't work, would you consider watching the soaps online? Oh, yeah. So it's not a big deal to you? Oh, no, I would, I would certainly grab it online. And one, oh, yeah, and before I do run, one quick, another quick question. Is Days of Our Lives still climbing in the ratings? Well, if I tell you, that show, Dan, right now, I am liking it. Yeah, it's, they it's have a wonderful mix. Definitely had to pick up. It definitely veterans up. and and new and I like the new characters, but I still like my. That really is really mixing very well. So maybe that'll put out some thoughts for further calls. Oh, absolutely. Well, I'm going to thank you for calling in. All right, Dan. Well, take care, and I'm listening. And you do a great job. And talk soon. Thank you so much. Your support means so much to me. All righty, Dan. Take care. You too. Good night. We are coming up on our break, but when we come back from the break, we have some New Yorkers. We have Stephanie and Amanda on the line, so stay tuned for them and for more of me, if you'd like, here on Soap Central Live after the break. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, soap fans. Are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? For 15 years, soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. Take a sneak peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews, or share your thoughts with soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history, or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, 
Check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll be able to know who slept with who and who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much more. Whether you watch The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, All My Children, or any of the other soaps, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. Wielding power, shaping environments and outcomes, and making things happen are all essential characteristics of great leaders. Yet these qualities alone are not enough to ensure your success. In a complex world, how do you decide what's most important to you? In your career, your relationships, your finances, your family, in the world around you, in the whole of your life at large. Dr. Joseph Riggio, the host of Leadership Intuition, says that personal leadership, the desire to take charge of your life, is the key to creating futures that work and building a life worth living. Join Joseph as he reveals the power of uncovering and living your own personal mythology, the key to personal transformation, exquisite performance, and social influence. Learn to look inside and discover your personal mythology and unique leadership style. Go beyond conventional advice and discover your unique success blueprint on Leadership Intuitions with Dr. Joseph Riggio each Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Leadership Intuitions, power, achievement, relationships. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. are tuned in today with Soap Central Live starring Dan J. Kroll. Do you have a question, a comment, or you just want to dish? Please call in at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or drop a line to radio at soapcentral.com. Now, back to our stories. Welcome back to Soap Central Live Fan Appreciation Day. We're taking your calls. I'm taking your calls. Uh, we're talking about anything and everything soap. We had some great callers before the break, and we're going to continue the streak now, heading to New York for two stops. But first up is Stephanie. Stephanie, welcome to Soap Central Live. Good evening. How are you? I'm fine. I am calling because I want to uh, voice my disgust with the absolute unoriginality of the bold and the beautiful writers. They, this new storyline that they've come up with just shows exactly how they have no originality and have no respect for veteran actors like Catherine Kelly Lang and Ron Moss. Well, let's go a little bit into in-depth. What exactly is uh, set your fire? What exactly has got you uh, so upset? Okay, this new storyline, which is not new, it is something that they have done before and before and before, is have Brooke sleep unintentionally with a younger man who happens to be her daughter's boyfriend. But the whole thing is is that they're not even considering the fact that they're insulting the viewers because there's no way a woman is going to sleep with a man just because they're have a mask on and not know that this man is not her husband, that she is desperately in love with and has been sleeping with for years. 
Well, let me play devil's advocate, and all <laughs> listeners out there, there would be no bleeping coming, but if a man has a mask on, playing yes. devil's advocate, how is uh, someone supposed to know that that is not their husband? What should be the first well, tip-off? Um, let's see. Um, the feel of the said man, she should know what her husband feels like. She should know how he moves. She should know how he smells. I agree with that. Because he has a mascot doesn't mean that I would not know the difference of how my husband feels. Okay? We can get a little bit more technical, but on top (laughs) of it all, on top of it all, the said boy who she slept with, okay, because she also had on a mask, he didn't realize that the woman he's sleeping with or having sex with is not a virgin. Okay? She had four kids. Close to 50 years old. Um, he should know the difference between a woman who has had four kids than a virgin. Hmm. Okay? Okay. This is, this is the writers not having any originality. They have come again to do this, and we're now supposed to accept the fact that Brooke slept with a man, and because she doesn't know it's not her husband, we're supposed to agree with this and say, oh, poor Brooke, she's been wrong yet again. But the writers keep on doing this. They have no respect for the viewers. They have no respect for Captain Kel Lang, who I think is a very good actress. We will not say right. about how beautiful she is, because this woman <laughs> is gorgeous. Okay? Right. I wish I looked like her at the age of 20. Okay, and she's close to <laughs> well, years old. And thank you, Stephanie. I want to thank you for calling. We're having a little bit of trouble hearing you. I think you might be on a cell phone. So what we're going to do is we're going to try to maybe come back to you. Uh, but we're going to stay in New York and go to, uh, I believe it's Amanda. Amanda, are you there? I'm right here. Hi, Amanda. How are you? I'm good. Um, I wanted to call uh, because I'm excited because I'm a big General Hospital fan. Oh, good. And, okay. and I love the fact that Vanessa Marcel is coming back in August. In August, the August 11th, I believe it is. And one of the main reasons I'm excited about that, other than the fact I, I loved her when she was on, is the fact that the relationship she had with actually with Robin, that sisterhood they kind of had, mm-hmm. the way they looked out for each other. You don't really see that a lot in soaps nowadays. Yes. It's almost like you have to hate each other or pull each other's hair out. And, and I think the main reason I want having her back is that I don't, I'm kind of hoping she'll knock some sense into Robin because I really hate her being married to Patrick. I'm like, come on, there's no way Robin's going to be with this guy. And Brendan will kind of knows her so well and knows that she's not really being true to the character. The writers have kind of like, I don't know what they've done with her. You know, I, I don't know. I just kind of miss people being true to who they are, their character history. I know a lot of fans express that. Now, since we're talking about being true to character history, let me ask you a question. ABC, okay. of course, is teasing Vanessa's return, or Brenda's return, I suppose, more so, right. with Brenda returning to town with mm-hmm. a huge, massive, just crazy secret. I hope it's not a baby. <laughs> is, that what you, is that the first thing that comes to mind that you think Well, usually that's where they tend to go, but I'm thinking maybe they're just trying to make us think that, to have a red herring, you know? What else maybe. could it be if it's not a baby? That's, that's where my mind went to, too. It went right to baby. Well, I think the only person she slept with when she was here was, like, the last time she was there was Jax. Well, because there was nothing with her and Sunny, although there was a lot of flirting, and they kissed once. And God knows nothing happened between her and Jason. <laughs> it was like a marriage of convenience. We can't say that she's still pregnant because it's been four or so years 
since we last saw her, unless right. something happened off canvas. I mean, she's not a you know a, a, an elephant or a toad or whatever that uh, <laughs> right. put off pregnancy for for a couple of years. Uh-huh. But, uh, you know, maybe, I'm just making stuff up in my head, maybe she knew Franco off-screen and has a child by him, or maybe... Uh, that would make sense. It, it time might. I, timing, you know. I don't think the timing works out between the two characters, but uh, if not a baby, I'm kind of with you. I, I don't know what else it could possibly be. I just am excited the fact that having her on the show, because she was amazing, and pretty much she had chemistry with pretty much everyone she had contact with. Either not just relationship chemistry, but just you know friend chemistry. You know she just really plays off people very well. Vanessa always did. Mm-hmm. And I know Maurice is happy that she's coming back. He's like ecstatic. <laughs> so many people you know? are. I mean, even uh, fans on the SoapCentral.com uh, Facebook page. A lot of right. people said that this is one star that they'll sit on their televisions or sit on their couches waiting for her to pop back on TV. Well, I would love to have the Fab Four back. What I mean by that is having Sunny. And Brennan together, then have Jason with Robin. I, I, I think that's when the show was really the best. It's like they're trying mm-hmm. so hard to get to, to re, re, create other other couples, and it doesn't ever work when you try to copy something. Right, I understand that. Now, let me. We're coming up in uh, to the end of this segment, but in the okay. next segment, we're going to have an author on who is going to share with us some of the lessons she's learned in love from watching the soap. So I'm curious, <laughs> have you learned anything, you know, funny or or real world, from watching the soaps? Yeah, what not to do. <laughs> <laughs> Such as? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Uh, sleep with two guys on the same night and who's the daddy storyline? Come on. <laughs> Who really does that in real life? I'm sure people do. Have you I've watched a many... show called Jerry Springer? It yeah. Apparently it happens all the time. But I'm thinking, and worst part, I'll example, I'll stay on General Hospital. We have, like, Elizabeth who's had three different who's the daddy storylines. Each one of her kids is like, hello, how can you think she's a nice character? She's kind of a slut like Carly. What the hell? Oh, <laughs> wow. You know? How can, they're like, oh, she's such a sweetheart. No, she's not. <laughs> so other than not sleeping with four or five men in a night, um, <laughs> is there anything else more practical? I think most people probably know that. Is there anything more practical that you've learned from watching the soaps? Um, uh, probably <laughs> the more practical thing is to really savor the little moments, I think. I think that's important. Because people really have are so busy, so much to do every day, they tend to forget to take the time to spend communication with the person you're involved with, or even just doing taking time to see what interests them. And sometimes we just forget how hectic everything gets. And I think something else that people do forget to do is to say thank you, which is one of the reasons that I wanted to do an all-fan call-in show today, is to yeah. say thank you to everyone who's helped make this show successful and certainly SoapCentral.com, but even outside of that, to right. neighbors, to loved ones, to whomever, uh, like you said, just to take a minute and let everyone know exactly right. how appreciated they are. I mean, I, I, I think the last year, I, I, for a long time, I've been excited about watching General Hospital uh, last year because I think they really tried to bring the character history in and all that, which I'm loving. But at the same time, I want to smack some characters because I think they're very annoying. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not going to let you smack anybody just yet, but we are going to take a break. So I want to thank you so much for calling in today. You're welcome. And hopefully you'll listen to the rest of the show. Oh, I will. (laughs) All right, everybody. We are coming up on our break. When we come back, we're going to learn about these lessons. There's 11 of them, 11 lessons in love to be learned from watching the soaps. Can you name all 11? Sort of like Family Feud. Find out the answer when we come back with more of Soap Central Live after the break. News. 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 News.
Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, soap fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? For 15 years, soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. Take a sneak peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews, or share your thoughts with soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll be able to know who slept with who and who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much more. Whether you watch The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, All My Children, or any of the other soaps, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. Haiti has been hit hard by a deadly earthquake. Destruction is everywhere. Tens of thousands are feared dead and hundreds of thousands are homeless without food, water, and basic necessities. Save the Children is on the scene, but your support is urgently needed to help us save lives. Please give as much as you can now. Call 1-800-SAVE-THE-CHILDREN or go online at savethechildren.org. You can even donate $10 right now by texting the word SAVE from your cell phone to 20222. Please give now. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned in today with Soap Central Live, starring Dan J. Kroll. Do you have a question, a comment, or you just want to dish? Please call in at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or drop a line to radio at SoapCentral.com. Now, back to our stories. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Soap Central Live. I'm your host, Dan Kroll. Now, I'm sure many of you listening might be hesitant to link spirituality and soap operas in the same breath, but... My next guest has done just that. A native New Yorker, Hillary Fields, has written three romance novels, and she offers her thoughts on some of the ethical quandaries of our daily lives for BeliefNet.com, and that's the largest inspirational and spiritual website on the net. She landed on my radar when I stumbled upon an article she wrote touting 11 lessons in love that she's learned from watching the soaps. And I knew we had to sort of zoom in and see exactly what we're talking about. So what are these lessons? Let's well, find hi, out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Hillary, let's, let's get right into the juicy question that everyone wants to know. What soap operas do you watch, and how did you first get hooked? Well, okay. Um, I first got hooked when a college roommate of mine who I was living with um, sat me down in front of the television, turned on all my children, and walked out of the room with the remote. <laughs> And she did this on purpose, very specifically because she wanted me to get addicted to the show. And she did it every day for a week and explained wow. to me exactly what was going on in all the storylines until, lo and behold, you know, 15, 20 years later, here I am still addicted to all my children. So what, this, this will be fun. What was the storyline that was on that you remember first being interested in? I think I remember Julia and Noah 
Yes. But I don't really remember much more other than just, you know, I think that they were going to go on the run or something like that. Do you remember the first tornado? <laughs> no, but I remember the latest tornado that just happened last year. It was crazy. It was, it was totally different. They really so, have to watch out for tornadoes in that town. Yeah, and, you know, it's, it's set right out here, right sort of near me in Philadelphia. It's not that far away. And, right. uh, you know, I always get nervous when we're under a tornado watch because I think, you know, heaven forbid. Yeah, I mean, you might have a secret baby, you know. That, too. Now, <laughs> as I mentioned, spirituality and soap operas, those, to some people, that may seem like a contradiction of terms. So how did you come to make this sort of connection that there are actually lessons within soap operas? Well, you know, I watch, the, I watch my favorite show pretty much every day, and I DVR it um, because, you know, obviously I have to work for a living. So um, I watch it, and I get very frustrated with it, and my husband sometimes watches <laughs> with me. And, you know, he asked me, like, why do you watch this? And I said, honestly, it's because these people do exactly what we do, only they never learn from what we, from, you know, what we in our own lives really would learn. So, hmm. for instance, you know, they make the same mistake 400 times because it's in the script and because, you know, they, they are sort of in a kind of a, a fictional purgatory, you know. And for like us, lost. You know, well, you know, it, yeah, like lost. I mean, there's in a sense that they really just, um, they're unable to progress in their lives. So they do repeat the same things, and it's because we like to watch them. And because, you know, we get something out of it, and we say, yeah, I've done that in my life. And unfortunately for them, they never get to grow out of it, you know, so they never get to mature, but we do. So really Hopefully. it struck me that there's something about um, watching these, uh, you know, immature and uh, reckless behaviors that we all have had in our own lives to some degree, even if it's not that dramatic, and, you know, seeing, okay, what is it specifically that, you know, that I've learned that I don't do anymore because I've seen the show? Like your caller said, you know, don't do what I do or don't do what they do is basically the lesson from right. that. So, you know, I figured, you know, I w let me break it down a little bit. And what are the things that mainly kind of throw me when I'm watching a show. And I, I, I can go through it and, you know, one well, by one if you're interested. Well, we'll we're going to break those down, too. But while yeah. we're talking, I also want to let folks out there know that we're still opening up the lines for you guys to call in and certainly uh, to share with us maybe something that you've learned from the soaps. It doesn't have to be about love. It could be, as I've seen on Facebook, people who've learned things about medical conditions or people who've learned <laughs> new words from, uh, from watching the soaps. That number, in case you've missed it and haven't written it down, keep it on a post-it notes by your computer, is 866-472-5788. 866-472-5788. It is toll-free, and that's not a secret, which actually is one of the things <laughs> that's on your list of lessons to learn if you want to keep a happy uh, relationship. Don't keep secrets. Right. Um, that is absolutely the case. I think that in soaps, you watch a, you know, you watch the character saying, I'm going to protect someone by keeping the secret from them or protect myself from keeping the secret, you know. So I feel that what you're seeing is, is a sort of a lack of, of faith in your fellow human when you're keeping a secret. You're saying they can't handle this or I can't handle what would happen if I told the secret. So, you know, it's, it's something that I think that we've seen in our lives relationships just can't survive when people aren't fully open and honest with each other. So, you know, when you watch someone say, I'm not going to tell them that I secretly, uh, you know, have uh, been sleeping with their husband or something like that, sure, you can get along in the short term, but it's the short-term thinking that really gets these people. 
So, you know, and I realized you can't sit on something for that long without kind of bursting. So I think keeping secrets is really just something that, you know, is not sustainable in the long run. It seems to be something that you hear about a lot, either in terms of talk shows or advice columns where someone knows that their neighbor's husband or wife or whomever is cheating on them and they're mulling whether or not it's their business to tell their neighbor, you know, hey, your wife uh, is, you know, tramping around or your husband's cheating on you or what. So, I mean, it's, it's not like what the characters on the soaps go through is so far removed from reality that it's, it's cartoonish. It is something right. that people deal with. Right. Well, I mean, I don't know about third-party secrets. That's always a real tough ethical issue, you know. I mean, telling someone, hey, I know something about your spouse as opposed to something that you yourself have done and need to, you know, come clean about. I think there's a lot of sort of, you have to weigh a lot of different uh, decisions before you can go ahead and spill somebody else's secret. But, you know, certainly when it's your own, I think you have an obligation to take into account other people's, you know, needs and their and their feelings. Otherwise, you're you're not really loving them; you're controlling them. And I think and that's you know that's one of the real lo- uh, love lessons is you know do you want to love somebody or do you want to control them? And if you keep secrets from them, you're controlling them. It also sounds like unconditional love. Truly, if someone really does love you, they would be willing to look past. Well, in theory, they'd be willing to look past anything that you may have done. Uh, and still love you, whether it's, you know, you totaled the car and, and tried to hide it behind a tree somewhere. Well, or, they, do, you you know, know. they do say that all the time on the soaps. You know, you can tell me anything, but the truth is you can't tell them anything. You just have to be able to take your lumps if uh, the person makes the decision based on the full set of facts that, hey, no, I don't want to be with you anymore. You know, if, uh, if uh, Marissa says to JR, you know, oh, you slept with Annie, and uh, now she knows this, and she can make a decision, you know, oh, I don't want to live with him anymore. It's, you know, at least she knows what she's dealing with. And, you know, he was trying to keep that from her because he didn't want to lose her, and he had to take the consequences. So, you know, and then yeah, maybe yeah. he'll come back I'm, I'm... if she respects him enough for being honest. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just trying to think, you know, there's, there's that honesty. People say that you should be honest no matter what and be able to be prepared to hear the truth, but now I'm... I'm just thinking about if there's anything that you could possibly say that, you know, like you said, they, they do say on the soaps, you can tell me anything, but then you do. You say, oh, you know, I was drunk and slept with your brother, and they leave you. So, Well, that's where the not making the same mistake twice or ten times comes in. You know, the, uh, the fact is you really shouldn't be doing something that moronic, you know. You should not be doing things and then saying you're sorry all the time. I mean, this is one of the things that we do when we're immature is, you know, we we say, well, it was a mistake, but that's not really good enough in a lot of cases. You know, just to say what I did was wrong, sure, you're fessing up to it, but how about, you know, actually taking a few minutes not to, uh, you know, to take a deep breath and say, is this a good idea? Which is another of the lessons that I wrote about, which is, you know, uh, take a moment to pause yeah. and uh, consider what you're doing. You know, just put in a little, like, breathing space there before you do whatever you're going to do. If you're going to do it, okay, but, you know, take a minute. I do that every week at about 5.59, just before the theme song to this show starts playing, <laughs> just in case. Do you consider running into the distance? <laughs> <laughs> well, just I make sure that I know what I'm going to say. Right. But we have, talking about not making the same mistake twice, I think we have a caller on the line who wants to talk about a character who makes the same mistake twice. Oh, well, maybe more than twice. It is Chanel from Georgia, and we have just a couple of minutes, Chanel, so we're going to bring you into the conversation and try to 
get to what you've learned from the soaps. Um, yeah, that was a perfect segue because we, uh, we, I am thinking about Brooke. <laughs> on the Bold and the Beautiful. Her, yes, on the Bold and the Beautiful and her newest mistake, which was to once again sleep with one of her daughter's uh, husbands. Um, this time it's kind of contrived to me. looks like they just switched one lady for another because it seemed like Steffi was going to do it, but at the last minute now Brooke is doing it. But it was shocking. I mean, whether or not it's it, it, but it was still shocking. No one saw it coming. I saw it coming a mile away when they started pulling out dresses, masks, and jackets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're taking away the fun. Because I've watched it for 20 years. But, you know, in terms of whether you should tell a secret or keep a secret, it's really important in this situation with Brooke because her daughter uh, is 18, I think, and just graduated high school. And she accidentally, with these masks on, slept with that 18-year-old boyfriend and... um not only could it ruin her marriage, but it can devastate her daughter, who's already gone through a scandal because Brooke slept with her other other daughter's husband, which hope her, her current daughter is the result of that. Content. <laughs> Did I make sense? I think we just lost Hillary. I think she ran for the <laughs> she followed her advice and ran for the hills. No, I was very impressed with your with your recall of all the. Uh... It's like, yeah. Do you tell uh, the daughter I made this same mistake again that you were born out of, and now I'm going to embarrass and humiliate you again, or does she really keep her mouth shut? Well, can they really keep their mouth shut? It seems like you know, no, they can't. <laughs> Yeah, they got a lot of guilt going around right now. So <laughs> usually on the show, they uh, they eventually always tell. But of course they do. Been, hmm? Of course they do. But that actually is going to lead into something that we're going to talk about in the next segment, which is be discreet. That's another lesson that we that uh, Hillary has learned. You be she had on a mask. They both had on masks, but then be running their mouths. Discreet is <laughs> keeping your pants on. <laughs> But let me before no, we go her to pants break. were on and her dress was hiked up. It was so salacious. <laughs> oh, salacious. Speaking of salacious. Great word, by we, the way. I love that word. <laughs> before we go to the break, Chanel, let me find out, is there anything, it can be serious, but is there anything that you have learned from watching the soaps that you watch that, uh, you know, you may not have otherwise known had it not been for the soaps? Um, I learned a lot about some diseases. <laughs> um, I learned a lot about cancer. I learned um, how cancer survivors, hopefully how they feel. Uh, hopefully those things have been realistically um, um, done in the storylines, and, and it's given me really important, um, um, what do you call it, feelings about mm -hmm. or putting myself in their shoes of how they feel and what they go through, uh, cancer survivors, really, because they've, they've done that a lot, and I've cried a lot watching a lot of cancer survivors from Reva to JR and uh, Liberty on As the World Turns, so... That's been a really big deal. Well, thank you, Chanel, for calling in. You're welcome. Have a good weekend. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. <laughs> That's going to be a, a really good segue. Again, we're talking about being discreet. I don't know how Chanel made a good point. How discreet can you be when you're in the corner of a crowded nightclub with a mask on, you know, <laughs> hiking up your skirt for your daughter's <laughs> boyfriend? I don't know. Uh, whew, gosh. That I don't know how we... into the heading of what not to do. Is that on your list? <laughs> Should we add it? <laughs> we'll find out no, what I else we need. I don't think that there are only 11. I think this could keep going. Well, we're going to find out what lessons we need to learn or add on to what we need to learn when we come back with more with Hillary Fields and me on Subcentral Live after the break.
Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. Hey, soap fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? For 15 years, soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. Take a sneak peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews, or share your thoughts with soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll be able to know who slept with who and who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much more. Whether you watch The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, All My Children, or any of the other soaps, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. Can you imagine a technology that takes human consciousness to the next level? One that reveals a new understanding of what is valuable and possible in the abundant support of life? The truth is, we already have that technology. We simply need to awaken to it and become the value it creates. For more about this, please tune in to Awakening Value, Shamanic Technologies of Consciousness and Success with host Marty Spiegelman. Awakening Value is live every Thursday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned in today with Soap Central Live, starring Dan J. Kroll. Do you have a question, a comment, or you just want to dish? Please call in at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or drop a line to radio at SoapCentral.com. Now, back to our stories. Hey, everybody. We're back with more lessons from the soaps, proving that you are never too old to learn something new. I'm Dan Kroll, and I am joined by Hillary Fields this week. And we're talking about some of your big 11 lessons. We talked about a couple of them, but what do you think is the next most important lesson uh, that we can take from the soaps, Hillary? Well, we were just talking about being discreet. Yes. And, I mean, anyone who's ever watched the soap opera knows that you have to <laughs> check around every corner and uh, make sure you close every door because someone is always listening. So, you know, I thought about this as I was watching the show, and, you know, you, if you have news that's really important and it's important that it only gets to one person, <laughs> you just really have to be careful when and how you share it. I couldn't agree more. You know, and, and really just not blurting things out is very important. You know, I know we talked about not lying and not keeping secrets, but, you know, there's a difference between keeping secrets and, you know, having a, a certain amount of discretion. So, you know, I think it's very important that you just, you know, think about when and how you pass along information. Well, let me ask this. This is something that I didn't actually cross my mind until now. Mm -hmm. Let's just say that all of the characters on the soaps learned from your 11 lessons. Would that be the end of the soap opera, 
you know, if if characters weren't doomed to make the same mistakes again, if right. they weren't afraid of this and weren't afraid of that, isn't well, then that we would have an ending like Lost. You know, all of a sudden they would all uh, find themselves reaching toward plane? the light. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I don't think I want to think about that. I just mean, it's because yet. the show thrives on conflict. You know, so what are you going to do if there's no uh, if there's no conflict? We would all be such enlightened beings, and we would all be happy. So, you know, what fun would that be? Yeah, happiness on the soaps doesn't seem to last for too long. now. No, it's so sad. I mean, it's heartbreaking, too, when you're watching, and you're really hoping that this person could actually enjoy their love affair with this person who is supposed to be the love of their life. And they never get to enjoy it for very long. It's like a Greek tragedy. Well, which is better? This is a horrible choice of words, but in terms of lessons learned, which provides the the better lesson someone whose happy marriage ends because of a lie or someone whose happy marriage ends because of some sort of uh, of tragedy wow as opposed to uh which is a which is a more uh, important lesson for us to to witness well, or? i mean you, know, you were talking about marriages ending or all these secrets and you can't have happiness for too long because you find out that your your spouse has an unknown child and uh, right you know few Marriages, even I guess in the real world, just have a happy, <laughs> a happy resolution. There just seem to be so few people anymore who right. marry and stay married. Uh, but you know, we always talk about these tragic endings for right. like uh, Angie and Jesse. I mean, they were the perfect fairy tale couple, and then we believe Jesse died. Uh, he didn't. He's back. But uh, you know, there's a lot of them on the soaps. I think. Well, it's very true. I mean, I think that. There are many second chances for them, especially you know when you watch, um, you know people who really have like this is their one true love, and you you know you ache for them to come back and and actually get to experience that fully. Mm-hmm. But you know life is not, it's not. There's no such thing as just one single happy ending. You know I I used to write romance novels, and you know after all the conflicts tied up in a neat bow, they live happily ever after. But you have to wonder, okay, what happens on a daily uh-huh. basis right. after that? So, I mean, and what may happen after that is probably, you know, the simple life lessons that each of us learns and and kind of progresses through and and the negotiations that you make in in any kind of a marriage, happy marriages especially, where, you know, you you learn to sort of work with the other person and and the more you know them, the more you trust them. Absolutely. Well, so, you've mentioned again the, the romance novels that you've written, and of course I've mentioned that this fascinating love lessons learned is uh, over on beliefnet.com, but is there anything else outside of soaps and, and all of the craziness here and, and romance that you might be working on in terms of writing for the future? Well, thank you for asking. Um, I'm actually writing a memoir at the moment, and it is, uh, you know, not really about love and romance, but it is, um, it is about making mistakes and learning from them. So um, that's in the works at the moment, and uh, I'm also working on a new book, which is a women's fiction, and it is about a woman who sells cupcakes and orgasms. So. Which does she price higher? Because <laughs> nowadays a cupcake can run almost as well. You get you know, buy one get one free basically. So <laughs> wow. Okay. That'll so, be- <laughs> yeah, her shop's very popular. I think we'll be uh, looking forward to to learning more about that. That makes me think though of <laughs> I don't know how I'm tying this together, but in my head it makes sense. From cor- cupcakes and orgasms to it's okay to take a chance on love. Which <laughs> of your eleven lessons. I kind of find that that's the 
that's the one that's the most sort of awe of all of them. You know, not to be right. afraid, not to uh, worry that you may get your heart broken. Well, I think that's the positive thing that I take most from watching soap operas. You know, a lot of the other lessons that I took from them are what not to do's. But in this case, I think it's a what to do. And, you know, these are people who focus very strongly on their emotions and their emotional life. So, you know, to them, it's very important to to live their passions and to really go for what they what they care about in their lives. So, you know, they they really will take an enormous risk in order to to grab that brass ring. Hmm. And I think that this is something that, you know, we can really enjoy not just in our love lives, but also in, you know, the rest of our lives is saying, "Hey, wait a minute. I don't want to be in a mediocre relationship or have a mediocre life. I want to really get, you know, to live while I'm alive." And I think that's, you know, it's something that's very exciting to see people get to live that passionately. We only have about uh, two minutes before we have to close the show, but I'm curious, since you talked about not being afraid to take that chance, was writing something that you always wanted to do, or is this something that was your brass ring that you were reaching for? Uh, right. I've wanted to write since I was probably eight years old, and I've been writing since I was about eight years old. Um, you know, I really, I just, I love it passionately, and if I could do nothing else with my life, I think I'd be pretty happy. You know, keeping body and soul together, you have to make a lot of compromises in this life, but, um, you know, absolutely, it is the one true passion of my life. Any other lessons that you have thought of <laughs> while you've been a guest talking about soaps, maybe something that you didn't ever think that you'd be invited to uh, to do? I think maybe um, a relationship lesson would be to listen, to, you know, listen to what the other person is saying. And, you know, when you're on the radio, when you're talking to someone who has a lot to say and your listeners uh, and people who've called in have a lot to say, I think it's Definitely. important to listen as much as you talk. I think that's very important. Well, I want to thank you, Hillary, for dropping by and sharing all of these love lessons that you've learned. For anybody out there who's listening who wants to get a little bit more information, you can either go over to beliefnet.com or go to subcentral.com, and we have a link there and some other information. So thank you. Well, thank you, Dan. I appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. And please, next time you learn a lesson, please feel free to call back in. <laughs> I also, I also I want to thank that. everyone who's participated in this week's show, either as a caller or for the listeners. Of course, it's your support that keeps this show running. So I hope that you'll be back again with me next week. And, of course, every Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, or over in the archives at subcentral.com slash radio. Well, I think that that's enough reaching out and touching for at least one week. <laughs> we'll do a little more touchy-feely next week. I'm Dan Kroll, signing off on another edition of Soap Central Live. Join us next time for the continuing story of all your favorite soaps. Tune in next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition of Soap Central Live on the Voice America Variety Channel.